Okay, we will get back to the federal election call. Global's chief political correspondent, David Aiken, he joined Peter Sherman on the morning show earlier. If you missed it, David Aiken's thoughts on the election call coming up. But first, let's talk about a return to work. Is it a reality for you? And if so, what does it look like, particularly when it comes to the dress code? Because after working from home for so long, many not really looking forward to the return of formal attire. Let's welcome in Wayne Berger. He is a workplace expert. He is the CEO of IWG International Workplace Group, and he joins us here on Global News Radio. Wayne, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having us. All right. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, 60% of Canadians in a new survey say they do not, do not want to spend on formal attire when it comes to a return to the workplace. Is that similar to the sentiments uh, you're hearing about a uh, potential return to the workplace, Wayne? It's exactly what we're seeing, and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. And if you take a look at some of the other numbers, 40% of Canadians say the days of the suit are completely over. People are shifting to a more purpose-driven work style uh, and also purpose-driven workplace. So we're seeing this real phenomenal shift towards how people hope to dress as people return to what we call work moving forward. All right. What is a purpose-driven work style? What does that mean uh, exactly? Because I think for most people, or a lot of people anyways, working from home, it's been sweatpants. And I don't know if uh, we're going to go that far when it comes to return to the uh, office way. Yeah, it's a great point. So important to know that prior to the pandemic, there was a relaxation of, of dress codes when it came to work. Many, many sectors, many industries, many companies had shifted to more of a relaxed, more business casual type of environment. But what we're seeing now is, as we've all been in this uh, 17 months of mainly working from home for the most part, people have definitely gone to a, to a place of what we call Zoom casual, uh, which is in a very, very casual workplace or a work style. But now as we start to as we start to move forward and start to return to work at least a portion of the time in terms of back to what's called an office, uh, people are starting to really shift their different styles. So when we talk about purpose-driven work style, we're seeing more of a casual effect, but also people are dressing for the very specific situation that's taking place every day during the week. So for example, people are moving and shifting where They'll get dressed up for a more formal meeting if it's required to be live together. And then for the most part, depending on what their day looks like, they'll be dressed in a more casual way if they're able to just focus on head down work. So people are actually dressing differently throughout, not just throughout the week, but throughout the day. It's all based on what their each workday looks like. So are companies, corporations right now, Wayne, are they redrafting, reconsidering their dress codes or their uh, policies? Because uh, what you just described sounds like it could be open to individual interpretation. And one person's interpretation of uh, dressing for the event might not be the same as maybe uh, the company's. Well, the biggest thing we're seeing from organizations across Canada and around the world is drafting their flexible working policy. Uh, so just recently, I think we've seen... Uh, companies, and it's amazing across sectors. I mean, companies like the Bank of Canada, Royal Bank, Sun Life, Deloitte have all recently announced flexible working strategies across their complete employee base. And progressive companies like Sun Life and, Del and Deloitte have been, I'd probably say, the most progressive when it comes to giving their employees 
choice to work from wherever they need to work each day. Now, part of that is also coming with a dress code. So as companies look to shift their, um, their workplace policy, they are drafting a new a new dress code policy as well because you're right we have to we have to maneuver back to to a uh, to to a working policy in terms of not just where but also what people work uh, what people wear every day uh, so it's definitely in flux right now with organizations many companies looking to incorporate and define what dress code should look like throughout the week depending on whether people are working in a virtual sense or back in an office. And when it comes, Wayne, to the battle for talent, how big is this going to be? Because obviously there's a lot of employers and employees thinking about uh, the future and what they want that to uh, look like. And do you think that casual wear, is that the latest work perk? I think it's less a perk and it's more a requirement. So what we're seeing now is organizations and people are looking to be able to really have this fusion of attire, which means combining comfortable clothing choices and fabrics with a smarter look attire. People have found that over the last 17 months, they've been able to work from somewhere other than a traditional office, and they've been able to wear what they've needed and wanted to wear in order to be incredibly productive. We've all heard this idea that Zoom formal where people are dressing up on top and and uh, in our uh, less formal uh, at the bottom. As a matter of fact, the same survey that uh, that was conducted saw that 40% of people were you know were were wearing that type of dress code every day where it was formal top informal at the bottom. And, and I frankly think it was probably much higher than that. So so whether it's whether it's a flexible working strategy in terms of where people will work or what people wear to work every single day, companies need to adopt both measures. If not, they will lose great talent. Eight out of 10 companies moving forward in September have adopted flexible working practices, and that includes what people wear. So that final 20% that are holding on to draconian ways and viewpoints are going to cha- are going to be very much challenged in holding talent as well as attracting and retaining new talent. All right. Really, really interesting. Wayne, really appreciate the time and the conversation as always. Thanks for breaking this down for us. Thanks for having me. You bet. Wayne Berger is the CEO of IWG International Workplace Group. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.